This is Be Known, and I'm Kara Fabacher. You're listening to Episode 72. We were made for relationship, but so often the relationships in our lives are broken. And when our relationships are broken, we feel broken too. This podcast is here to help you get your relationships back to a place of wholeness, a place of authentic connection where you feel truly known. So come on in and sit a while. Let's exchange fear for love and finally see what good relationships are made of. One of the marks of getting older is how we begin to see things with greater awareness, greater attunement. It's learning to pay closer attention and being willing to see things in and around us that aren't healthy and areas that need growth. And learning uncomfortable things about ourselves just comes with it. And something I've noticed about myself over the last few years is that I don't like being interrupted. If I'm reading, I don't like when my kids or husband tries to talk to me or play with me or get me to come do something with them, like literally anything. I don't like when my routine and schedule is interrupted, so I barely say yes to anything outside of my allotted things. My boundaries are almost too rigid at times. I just don't want to be inconvenienced. And sadly, I think I've treated people badly in the past because of that. My kids get their feelings hurt when I won't tune into them in a moment they are looking for connection. People stop trying to hang out with me because I rarely say yes. Or maybe even people will stop trying to have conversations with me as much at all because I don't seem invested in those conversations. And I'm distracted and not fully present in a moment. And I know this podcast isn't all about confessions of how sometimes I suck as a person because number one, I'm more gracious to myself than that. Number two, it's not always necessary in this kind of space. And three, it's not all about me. But this is something I think we all probably need to consider and be aware of in our lives and in our interactions with others. So this is why I'm sharing my own struggle too. We must be more willing to be interrupted. My pastor recently shared a story of how he was asked to go help someone move one day because he has a truck. And When you have a truck, you get asked to help people a lot, he says. He had plans to hang out with his family that day, but he felt like he needed to go help. And so he allowed his day to be interrupted to meet a need for someone, and that really ministered to that person. I'm not saying we need to all drop all of our things to help others out or do what they need all the time, especially if they aren't people we're responsible for or people in our inner circles or something like that. But man, we move so quickly through life, often on a set schedule, and we miss out on connecting moments because we aren't willing to slow down and see the people around us, to really see them and hear them and listen and attune. And when we don't, we become busy, lonely people. 
For years, people have known me as the busy one. I know you're so busy, they say. No worries if you can't make it. Or maybe they just stop trying to interrupt my life at all because I say no so much. And I don't want to be known this way anymore. I want to be a person who's willing to stop what she's doing, to look someone in the eye and be fully present with them, and allow my life to pause sometimes. I want people to know they matter when they're around me, and not just that I matter, that my schedule matters and my feelings and my needs and my boundaries. No, I want others to know they matter around me too. The root of this issue could be so many different things for different people, but you know, one thing is just a general sense of self-centeredness. This belief and lifestyle that you are the most important thing in your own life. Some pop psychology will teach this today. I've actually seen quite a few graphics on Instagram recently that say something like, if it doesn't serve me, then I need to let it go. If this relationship no longer serves me, if this job, if this thing no longer serves me, then I need to let it go. Or if it hurts me in any way, I need to let it go. But man, for those of us that call ourselves Christians, what about considering others as more significant than yourselves? Y'all know, y'all know I preach self-love. I mean, I really do. Seriously, I'm a firm believer in loving people like you love yourself. And y'all also know I love boundaries. But there comes a point where we swing too far into selfishness, into self-centeredness, that we forget others around us have just as much value as we do. I share about this a few episodes back in episode 65 called When Boundaries Hurt Us and how sometimes other people's boundaries are more hurtful than anything. So one huge way we show people this, that they matter just as much as we do, is to allow them to interrupt our lives sometimes, to interrupt our days, our rest time, and maybe even our work time, our agendas and routines. We make space for them. We turn toward them. We make eye contact if it's in person. We respond to their text. I'm so bad at that. We make room in our weeks to spend time with them. We ask them questions and show genuine interest in who they are and what they need. This is attunement, y'all. Attunement's my word for 2022, and I am really starting to see how much I struggle with this. Let me give you a quick definition of attunement. Attunement describes how reactive a person is to another's emotional needs and moods. A person who is well attuned will respond with appropriate language and behaviors based on another person's emotional state. They are good at recognizing moods and emotions in another person and adapting their own response in accordance. This is not a poor emotional boundary, which we've also talked about recently. But to put this into practice, this attunement, because attunement is a powerful skill that we need for 
our relationships to be healthy and whole. So to put this into practice, if my kids come to me looking for my attention, if I'm able in a moment, I turn my body toward them. I make my eye contact with them. I smile if they're telling me a funny story. I cuddle with them if they're wanting to cuddle. I show empathy when they're upset and help them problem solve. It's setting aside my own agenda in a moment, just for a second, and leaning in. It's me putting down my book if my husband wants to talk. It's me talking after church to someone who wants to talk. It's leaning in and paying attention. It's allowing myself to be interrupted. And not to over-spiritualize this because the science behind attunement is also reason enough to practice it. But this is what Jesus embodied on this earth. The main story that always stands out to me about how well he was attuned to people is when he's being rushed to heal a man's little girl who's on her deathbed and A woman who'd been very sick for many years touched him, just the hem of his garment. She was desperate for his healing and was brave enough to interrupt him. And his disciples just wanted him to keep going, to ignore, to not lay aside his agenda. And it was an important agenda, I'll give them that, but Jesus, in his love and kindness, allowed the interruption for just a moment. He knew this woman needed his full attention, and he gave it to her and healed her. He showed her a woman who had been considered unclean for many years, untouchable and outcast in her society. He stopped and showed her she mattered too. This is the power of making room for interruption is that we show people who they are, that they are loved, valued, worthy, and seen. As we all are on our way to more whole relationships, let's take a deep breath. Stop what we're doing. Trust that it'll be okay and the thing will eventually get done or whatever. And lean into those around us. The most important being our kids or spouse, if we have them, our closest friends, if we have those, and those in our inner circles. But let's make space for others, too. Thanks for sitting a while with me today, my friend. I trust that making space for interruptions will help you take a step toward wholeness so you can finally see what good relationships are made of. If you're looking for other practical exercises to help you get some of your own relationships back to a place of health and wholeness, check out this resource called Eight Exercises to Get Your Relationships Back on Track. I believe there are seven main signs of unhealthy relationships. Those seven are selfishness, manipulation and control, unresolved wounds, poor boundaries, unrealistic expectations, dishonesty, and poor communication. I have seen these practical standalone exercises in this eight exercises to get your relationships back on track resource. I've seen them work for so many people, and I believe they will help you too on your journey to get your relationships back on track. 
So in this bundle, you'll learn ways to adjust your expectations, set healthy boundaries, fight fair, release control, serve your people, be honest and authentic, and forgive. You can find it at www.karafabacher.com slash shop. To finish up, the transcript for this episode will be on the podcast page on my website, karafabacher.com, and you can always follow along on Instagram at my name, Kara Fabacher. A big thanks to my friend Robert Hargrove for creating our music for the show and Alana Dawson for editing. Until next time, friend, I'll see you soon.